Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode, hey Jewel. Hi, Em. I just feel like I need a safe space to process these Kim and Pete theories and rumors that are circulating. Is that something we can do together? I think it's something that we can do, yes. I don't know if you guys are feeling this way at all, but for me, this feels very overwhelming. And I want to paint a picture for a second. By the way, everything I'm about to say is entirely speculation. So let's say the last three or so weeks, there have been these reports floating around that Maybe there was a potential rekindling, and we talked about last week that report, which we have no idea if there's any validity to, that Kim was going to Staten Island to secretly see him. And then this last week, a report surfaces that they've been talking amid everything going on with Kanye. So there's all of that, and it's all kind of come together to create this conspiracy theory that seems to be going around, which is maybe Kim and Pete never even broke up initially, and it was kind of just a distraction to take some of the attention off, specifically with everything going on with Kanye. And they've been together laying low this entire time. I don't think that that's true. I think maybe there's been a little bit of a rekindling in the sense that maybe they've secretly seen each other. I don't believe that the breakup was false or created just to take the attention off, but I think it's worth discussing because it's really going around. I know that I am typically a really big fan of where there's smoke, there's fire I don't necessarily feel that way in this situation. I think it is a whole lot of wishful thinking. For example, the National Enquirer report that came out, which, by the way, National Enquirer, probably the least reliable source on the face of the planet. But even as that came out and there was the report from them that, you know, Kim left her hotel in a disguise to go to Staten Island and they had seen each other since they've broken up. Like there was a part of me that even though typically any National Enquirer news that came out, I would not even give one ounce of attention to. There was a part of me that was still willing to discuss that because I so badly wanted it to be true. But I don't think anything is going on here. I don't think that they secretly never even broke up. I don't think that they're getting back together. What I do believe is the reports that they have been talking amid the Kanye stuff. Right. There are levels to this. And I think it's important that we separate each piece of information so we can clarify what feels believable and what doesn't. There's so many different things that I want to get to. And I don't want to forget to circle back to the conversation we were having on the Kardashian bonus show of when she was posting the flowers for her birthday. And there was that one Jasmine dip tea candle. But let me first read the quote that an insider apparently gave Hollywood life. I want to talk about it. Then we can go from there. Does that sound good? Sounds amazing. (laughs) Okay, so a source told Hollywood Life, again, take all this with a grain of salt, but I think it's worth mentioning. Quote, a lot of people have been reaching out to offer Kim support, including Pete. He's in the middle of shooting another movie, but he's been in touch. He's such a sweet guy and Kim's grateful they can still be friends. Pete and Kim still talk on occasion and several weeks after the breakup, they had gotten to a place of being cordial with each other. 
Pete has texted Kim a few times about the whole Connie situation because he still cares about her as a person and wanted to check in to see how she was doing. Despite the split, Pete has let Kim know that he'll always be there for her as a friend if she needs to vent or talk about anything. Kim told Pete how much she appreciates that and also appreciates how he's handled all of this. Kim explained to him that she knows it can be a lot for anybody to deal with and is grateful she's been able to remain applicable with Pete. Okay, that one piece, anything else aside, to me, that feels entirely believable and true. I think so too. And what I will say about that also is that if that was the only information we were getting, like nobody else was theorizing, there were no theories floating about, about them maybe getting back together. There is a part of me that would still take that quote and jump to the conclusion that they could get back together because I think they feel very trauma bonded by everything that went on with Kanye. And I do think that there's a possibility that them rebonding over that fact could potentially lead to a rekindling. See, to me, I'm almost less interested in analyzing whether or not they would get back together. Not because I don't care. I obviously care <laughs> so much. But I just feel like, how are we supposed to know? We didn't know the first time. I'm sure that our guess would be off. I love thinking about, is there any truth to the idea that they were maybe secretly hooking up when everyone else thought that they were not speaking? Because that feels possible. See, and I'll, I'll take you on further because I'm less interested in <laughs> the theory of were they secretly hooking up? Not less interested. That's not true. I would actually be the most interested in that theory, but my mind then jumps to once you say that, okay, then what about the theories that they never actually broke up in the first place? Okay, well, let's go with that for a second, because if you really go deep in the conspiracy, what a lot of people were saying is that neither of them formally or officially made the statement that they broke up. It wasn't the kind of thing where there was this breakup, all these rumors were circulating, and then either of them posted about it on their stories or ever made a public comment, which isn't entirely true because when Kim was on Corden, remember she's in that like silver metallic strapless Rick Owens gown with the long wavy blonde hair. Corden asked her about how someone with her level of fame goes about finding their next date. And she said, and I quote, I haven't really thought about it because I'm not looking. I just want to chill for a minute. I think I need some time to myself to just focus, finish school, all that. But I think my next route, I feel like I have to do something, go to different places. Clearly it's not working, whatever I'm doing. So I don't know, maybe a hospital and meet a doctor, a law firm. I think it's going to be like a scientist, neuroscientist, biochemist, doctor, attorney. That's maybe what I envision. Obviously, that was a relatively lighthearted answer to the question, and the entire thing did have some ambiguity to it, but I still think there's no way if she was secretly with Pete that she would answer a question in that way. Of course, then the direct counter argument to that is like, yeah, but what if that's part of the whole plan? I, I just, listen, the Kardashians are the biggest PR masterminds of anyone. I just don't foresee it going down in that way. I don't see them faking a breakup. I could see them taking everything offline. I just feel that faking a breakup feels a little bit strange for them. Yeah, I would say had it not been at all confirmed, spoken about anything, just like the reports came out that they had broken up and we hadn't seen them together since, I could give a little bit more validity to that. There's something about Kim saying, clearly something I'm doing isn't working, that takes Pete off the table for me in terms of them still being together. It doesn't take it off the table in terms of them maybe getting back together one day because I don't think anything she said in that quote was negative enough that Pete couldn't then forgive her for speaking about the breakup or what she said about him. Like n none of that. It was a very harmless quote in my opinion. But I, I don't think if they were secretly still together, she would have said clearly something's not working. I think she still could have been ambiguous about it and like, leaned into the rumors about the breakup or even if the PR machine, quote unquote, had decided that they were going to say that they broke up for the sake of keeping peace with Kanye for whatever reason other than that that could exist, I could see Kim being very ambiguous about it. I can't see her straight up lying. The reason that I don't feel that they would get back together, honestly, comes down to the kids conversation because Pete has been very clear in wanting children. And Kim previously had said she was definitely done with four. That was also while she was with Kanye. And then in that one interview, which I know we always reference when they were asking all the sisters and they were doing press, you know, which one of you is most likely to have as many kids as your mom? And Kim was one of the ones that raised her paddle, which again, got us thinking, okay, clearly something about this relationship with Pete, meaning dating a guy that does want kids may have changed her thinking. And not to say it didn't, I would never, ever, ever try to say how I think that she feels. I just feel that maybe that has changed. 
you know, there's also a really interesting conversation that's entirely separate from Pete about who Kim is going to date next, being somebody in one of the fields that she mentioned, a lawyer, a doctor, a scientist, et cetera. Because there is always the possibility that whoever Kim dates next could be in line with the theories that Kim has political aspirations. Very, very possible. I don't rule that out of the equation for a quarter of a second. The thing is, like Pete aside, and I hate to say this because I deeply reject the idea that her actions or how public she can be with her actions has to be influenced by what's going on with Kanye. But I do feel that right now, even if she started dating someone secretly, I can't imagine in the height of everything happening with Kanye that she would want to publicize that relationship to the world because I think she would be fearful of what could come from that. Right. Which is a terrible way to feel, but I I think it's entirely warranted kind of. No, I think so too. And, you know, going back to the way that Kim and Pete started, right? Like Kim never expected to end up in this sort of a relationship. She was basically doing it because she wanted to have sex with somebody. Like she was literally, like she said, like she was DTF. And so following this Pete breakup as well, (laughs) there's always the idea that she's going back to that original plan, which is just finding somebody to kind of hook up with. So if that's Pete and they have this agreement going on where they're not going to date, it's too much for both of them, but they can still have fun together. I could understand that as being something that Kim wants. I cannot see her dating somebody to fully date them right now because of everything going on with Kanye, because of how busy she is, because of everything going on in her life. But I could see it being Pete or somebody else where it's just strictly hooking up. See, in that scenario that you just outlined, to me, there is no more ideal person for it to be than Pete. Because that's a situation I could absolutely see going down. It's like they had a very amicable split. There are feelings involved, absolutely, but they have a lot of fun together. They realize it's probably not going to work more so for logistical reasons, but you know what? They have a lot of fun and the sex is really good and it just feels easy and it's someone she's already comfortable with. I think with a lot of famous people, one of the reasons that they end up dating or sleeping with other famous people is because there's this built-in circle of trust. So it's like, you know that if you're a fellow celebrity, you're not going to go to the tabloids, obviously, because you respect your privacy as well. I think that with Kim or with any member of the Kardashian family, that's taken up a notch. So it's like your basic level of fame in terms of who you would want to interact with in that way is raised a notch. It's like there's really an inner circle to be in. And of course, if you're just with someone, they're not automatically in the inner circle, but they get there fast. So I think to put it in the simplest terms, which I think really boils it down to an unfair degree, it's like Pete's already been vetted. You know what I mean? Like they know he's good people. They know he's safe to be in the house or be with her at the Beverly Hills Hotel or whatever it is that he is, that there's something about that that I could also see her wanting to maintain for simplicity's sake. Okay. I agree with you uh, based on the general concept and idea of that. I will say, I think that I'm far too protective of Pete to feel like that is actually something that I would want because everything that we know about Pete and everything we know about the way that Pete is in relationships would lead me to believe that that situation would only end in Pete getting hurt. Wait, 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 hold on. I I need to clarify. I'm not saying that's why Kim would do it. Like 1 million percent, no. I think if they were to actually do it, they would have a conversation. They would be super transparent with one another of like, are we emotionally capable to do this? If the answer is yes, let's do it. I'm just saying as a side note, I could understand why that could be an added benefit or additionally appealing for Kim than going finding someone new, even if it's just strictly sexual. You know what I'm saying? No, of course. And I'm 100% agreeing with you. My thing is that the only reason it's not my ideal scenario is because Pete falls hard And I don't think that Pete could be in a situation where following a very serious relationship with Kim, he could then be okay with just hooking up. Well, let's think this through for a second, because I think that's such a fair concern and point to bring up, especially because Pete is the one that said that's how he is in relationships. It's not like that's speculation. He's the one that says he falls hard and falls fast. I do think though, let's say they had the conversation and it really came down to like, we're going to try this. 
emotions aside as much as physically possible or not even emotions aside, but knowing that it can't really progress, but we have a good thing going and we're just going to keep it going for fun's sake. I think that that would have to be an internal risk Pete would have to assess within himself of like, realistically, I probably will be a little bit hurt, not hurt by her, but hurt by the situation and like do a risk reward analysis. Is it worth it? And I don't know. I can't answer that. But if these rumors are true and they have been seeing each other under the guise of like nothing's going to come from it, I think the answer to that is probably yes. I mean, I know we're really going deep here. Like this is hypothetical, but I, I just want to throw it into the ring and see how you feel about that. Um, the way that I feel about that is that I think we're projecting a little if if we were to go down that, that <laughs> path, because I think it would be the idea of... I think it is a million times what you're saying, less about what would be logical in the situation, what Pete based on his personality would do, what Kim based on her personality would do. I think that you are strictly operating off of the idea of you just don't turn down hooking up with Kim. A million percent. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying if I'm Pete and I'm saying I'm not turning this down, what are the internal thought processes that I have to go through in order to come to that conclusion if I know myself well enough to know that I could be hurt? That's all. Because I think that like, if you're him and you want to get yourself to that conclusion, there is some work that goes on in your mind to decide if you are capable. I mean, I think that that's a a human response. No, totally. There is also the other side of it, which is Kim saying like, I'm not going to let him go through that. Like Kim's almost maternal side coming out and being like, as much as I want this to happen with Pete and as much as I'm down for like a casual hookup and I know I can handle it. Like, I'm not going to let him do that because I don't think he can. There's also that side of it. And there's also the other side of it, which I know there is a very legitimate population of people that feel this way, which is she's more of the one down bad than he is. Because don't forget, there is still a camp of people. I know that you and I don't fall into this, but there's a lot of people that feel he was the one that broke up with her. Listen, I think there's the possibility that he's the one that broke up with her. I don't think that there's a possibility where out of the two of them, even if that were to be the case, where she would be the one that was more down bad. I also think like it's been a couple of months. They've probably both moved on a fair amount. They're both very busy, very separate. I think Pete is still filming his movie. I think what is more interesting is the discussion in a couple of months, if they are still speaking and if Pete is still providing that level of support for her, when he is done filming or when he's done with his project that he's working on now, if he's in LA or if he's, you know, relocates there from New York and is spending most of his time there, then what does that look like? Right. And that's when I go back to the kid conversation. But that's just too personal for us to, I guess, speculate on. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. Like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. 
And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Wait, I want to go back to the Jasmine candle because I know that some people that listen to the show don't listen to the Kardashian bonus show. But basically, at the end of last week's episode, we were talking about how on Kim's birthday, she posted all of the flowers and... In one of the Insta stories she did, you could see a dip tea candle in the scent jasmine. And Julie brought it up being like, did you see this circulating online that maybe that was a little hint at Pete sending that to her, of course, a play on the Aladdin Jasmine as their SNL characters. And that's why she kept it in. I had no idea of that even circulating until Julie said it. And I was like, holy shit, now that you say it, I definitely think that even though it feels super like deep conspiracy. I was confused when I saw that story initially as to why there was a random dip tea candle that she was purposely showing. Like Kim is all about aesthetic and she so easily could have removed that from the video because it just felt so misplaced kind of. And also like free dip tea promotion, <laughs> which I don't know if it's something she would normally do. So when you said it, I was like, wait a damn minute. I think that there is some truth to that. Can I give you a theory that's like even better than the possibility that he sent it to her and she was storing it as like a nod to him? Yeah, of course. Um, The scenario that I would actually rather go with is that she had it in her house. Maybe he gave it to her previously. Maybe she just had it. And she included it in the post as a way to get him to respond to it. (laughs) There's, I'm sorry, there's just no way. I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm saying how much more fun would that be if that was the case? Like so much more fun. But we're talking about a guy that doesn't even have Instagram. Oh, fuck. I know. Out the window. Although I, I guess somebody, he could have a Finsta. He could have a Finsta. I just think like there's no way. Because you want to know something? Kim doesn't need an Insta story with a Jasmine dip tea candle cameo to get him to say something. There's a lot of other ways she could have done that. And by the way, if he was going to do that, it would have been in response to probably one of the photos that she posted of herself. I would do anything for the knowledge of any random celebrity, any time that they've done that, because you know that like, forget about Kim. I'm talking about like any celebrity ever posting an Insta story with the sole intention of getting one specific person to respond to it. And we, as the public, millions of people seeing that story, but having no idea how intentional it is. Like that is the information I would fucking die for. Die for, but also because that is such a universal experience. If you are somebody that has social media in the year 2022, you cannot tell me that at some point in your life, you have not posted either an Instagram or specifically an Instagram story with the sole intention of getting one specific person to notice it, even if it's not romantic, even if you want someone to notice it for a different reason. I just think that is on some level a universal experience. And I know if you are listening to this and you've done it recently, you are thinking to yourself or saying to your friend the time that you recently did that because we've just all been there. I mean, and that's a trend that's going around on TikTok right now where, by the way, it's worked for a lot of people. Like a lot of stories of people saying like, my my husband now We started dating after I saw his Spotify playlist, then made a close friends, added only him and started posting songs that I liked, like subliminally with that song in the background or like from that concert, like, and people saying that they've had success stories with it. So you know what? If you're posting for one specific person, don't stop. Keep, keep, keep following your dream. Yeah. You know, I know that that could be really frowned upon. And I think that if it takes over your life in a way that's unhealthy, I very much agree. Like, it's, it's not the move, but if it's a little fun kind of side project, almost experiment that you're doing just to see, and you're not portraying an entirely false persona, it's just like aspects of your personality that you know align with things that you like and you kind of want to maybe hyper-focus on it. 
I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. To me, that's not like overly toxic. If you're faking an entire personality just to get someone to like you, well, then you're screwed because once you actually get to know them, they're going to very quickly realize that it doesn't align. But like, okay, a little fun story curation with the sole purpose of getting someone's attention. I am certainly not above that. And I would be lying to you through my teeth if I said that I was. You can always learn to love a band or an activity that you didn't like before. You know what I mean? You're not faking a personality. You're just taking on new interests. <laughs> You're just Courtney Kardashian wearing a skull sweatshirt. A hundred percent. If Courtney <laughs> was trying to get Travis, oh my God. If Courtney was <laughs> trying to get Travis before they were even hooking up or dating and she was trying to get his attention... The switch in her Insta stories would have been so noticeable. It would have been laughable. Like, fuck, I really want that to happen. Like, I want somebody very famous to be pining for someone's attention and us to notice it via their Instagram story switch. No, but you know what I'm thinking about? I want to go back to the early Courtney and Travis days for a second. This is impossible to do. But if we could go back to that time and let's say it was like the week before they hooked up when she knew she was kind of feeling it. Because remember she said he came over, she went over there for a movie night and he was taking a long time to make the move and she eventually had to make the move. Clearly she must've been feeling something that week before. If we could trace that time back in history to know if like, maybe she subtly posted a photo of herself wearing Vans and we never thought anything of it. And meanwhile, it was like her texting Seth Shep on the side to see if that was like Travis bait worthy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm literally crying. Like she pulls out that scarf that everyone had in 2009 with the skulls all over it. And she's like, yeah, LOL, just found this from my closet. Like thought about wearing it today. <laughs> right, right. Like all of a sudden we noticed that Courtney's like, wow, she's wearing a lot of black or like, is that black lipstick? Like, you know what I mean? And we just thought like it was a glam. And meanwhile, like she is secretly plotting an entire story curation with her glam team for the sole purpose of getting Travis Barker's attention. That is the world that I want to live in. M, you and me both. There's so many more. You're so right. Let's make that an activity now. Like celebrity stories, just pointing out things that possibly could be for the purpose of a person. Because we could go down that rabbit hole deep. And by the way, that's a really fun high activity. You know, it would have been a really good one and probably the most plausible one. Hmm. Charlie D'Amelio's stories before sliding into Landon's DMs or like once oh. she had started sliding into his DMs. Oh my God. That was an amazing example, Julie. Yes. Thank you. And there kind of was a little bit of a shift. Again, it's hard to say what came first, but I do think she was leaning a little bit more into that aesthetic. No. You know, it's a really funny thought, like really funny for us to be theorizing about because I actually feel like <laughs> this, this thought process is a little, <laughs> the idea that Lil Huddy was seeing Charlie's stories and being like, oh my God, this is so intentional. Like she's being so obvious right now, but then it was for Landon and not him. And he's like, <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> like Lil Huddy's sending the story to her friend and being like, dude, she's down bad. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. That's funny. That's funny. Or like Bryce Hall specifically posting things to get Addison's attention back in the day. Wow. This is a fun game. We ought to take an edible and do this maybe at the airport. We have to start paying more attention. Okay. If you are listening to this, this is now a joint mission. And I think that in order to do, we have to probably specify a little. So we need to shift our focus to single celebrities that have been rumored to be potentially seeing or hooking up with or talking to someone else. So we make that connection and then we look at their social media and kind of just track it to see if there's any defining personality traits in the other person and if any of those have been communicated in that person's stories. That is fun. Like in the early days of the Olivia Jade, Jacob Elordi rumors, for example, that's something that we could have paid more attention to. You're so right. And it also, it only works if it's for celebrities that use Instagram um, like truly as their personal Instagram. Because a lot of them, you can obviously tell, like they don't post often. They really probably have a fence that that's where it's going down. No, we have to pay attention to the celebrities that use Insta as their main Insta. They don't have a fence to probably, they don't care what they post. They're a little bit more free with it. They post often, like that's our key demographic. I also want to know people that are non-celebrities that have had success going down this route. Like, I would love to hear your story where you posted a targeted Instagram story and it fucking worked. 
please, I cannot express to you the joy that I get from reading those. If you have a personal non-celebrity related story, just DM it to us. I swear to God, we won't share it or post it. I just find that to be so gratifying to read. But can I tell you, as you were talking, I thought of the prime example, although I know we're talking A-list celebrities in an ideal world and this doesn't fall into the category, but can I tell you who I was thinking as you were talking? Yes, but I'm not talking A-list celebrities necessarily. Not A-list, but I'm saying like this person, it, it feels more on brand because of their internet persona, Tana Mojo. I mean, that's like an amazing one. Every every story that Tana posts though has to be for somebody else though. Like that's almost too easy. But like, I honestly specifically don't mean A-list celebrities as I'm thinking more about it. Like, you know who a prime example would be? Like demographic type of celebrity type of fame, like a Sabrina Carpenter. Ooh, I thought you were going to say Cara Delevingne for some reason. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. Oh, this is so fucking fun. Okay, <laughs> from this day forward, we track. We're going to have to make a spreadsheet. Or I guess Isabel's going to have to make a spreadsheet. I was just going to say that sounds like a fucking amazing Isabel job. <laughs> amazing Isabel job. <laughs> that has her name written all over it. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile it helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Just one quick note on Celebrity Halloween, which I know at the time we're recording this, it's the morning of Halloween day. So more things could happen, but I'd say probably the majority of the parties were this last weekend. If you are a celebrity and your costume is dressing up as another celebrity and you then post on Instagram. So for example, Carrie Washington dressing up as Lionel Richie or Ariana Grande dressing up as Jennifer Coolidge in Best in Show and doing that whole performance. If you are the celebrity that person is dressing up as... <laughs> commenting on their Instagram dressed up as you is like bottom of the barrel and would so not only make our lives better, but it just pulls the whole thing together. And it's like such a simple little ask. I love this public plea for a comment. But it's not just for our sakes. Like, yes, of course, we'd love it because then we could feature it. But to me, it's like publicly acknowledge the fact that they just chose to dress up as you. I agree. I honestly, there was a second. I knew this wasn't going to happen. But there was a second where I was looking at Lori Harvey as Beyonce. And I was like, why don't you just make your comment debut? Like, first of all, obviously it would make us happy. The internet would go fucking wild and it would be the single greatest day of Lori Harvey's life. Do you know how amazing it is to have the opportunity to do something that would make Lori Harvey the happiest person in the world? following the fact that she dated Michael B. Jordan, like you would have greater influence on her than Michael B. Jordan. 
No, I know. That's why when Jennifer Coolidge leaned into the Ariana Grande of it all, I was like, yes, because Ariana and Liz Gillies went to serious lengths to create this entire best in show performance. And I was terrified Jennifer wouldn't have acknowledged it, but of course she came through. You know, if there's one thing I am never nervous about, it's a Jennifer Coolidge acknowledgement, especially with Ariana. She always comes through for me. Jennifer Coolidge to me is the most dependable person in Hollywood. And I say that with an immense amount of respect and um, admiration. I want to talk about Ariana in general, though, with this whole thing. Like, I just think that every year, specifically on Halloween, I am reminded of what a gift Ariana is. Well, this was the conversation that we were having a few days ago, I think at dinner when we were saying she is really a star. Like this is somebody who is very multi-talented. And at times you forget about that because she leans so much into the singing of it all, which of course she excels at. But on top of that, like she's really a performer at heart in every sense of the word. That's exactly correct. She is a performer at heart and she goes to lengths for the bit. This best in show thing was multiple slides, multiple costume changes, like uh, sets, like they just really fucking did the damn thing. And that level of commitment, I can appreciate more than anything else. But the thing with Ariana is that when she doesn't have a lot going on in terms of albums that she's releasing or projects that she's in, she tends to lay low. And right now she's filming Wicked, which is going to be a giant production. And I think that as press starts to come out and things start to come out for it in a couple of months, we are going to see a lot more of Ariana. But in the meantime, like she lays low until that's the case. And we haven't had music from her because of working on Wicked. And so I think that when she's not front and center and top of mind, we kind of forget who Ariana is as a celebrity. I don't think we ever forget who she is as a talent. I don't think we ever forget who she is as a performer. I think we forget who she is as a celebrity. And then she does something like this and you're so reminded of it. Like, I think she is one of the best celebrities we have at our disposal. Yes, completely. But I really do think it depends on the definition of celebrity that we're going with. Meaning there have certainly been times where we've said exactly that, you know, I think they're one of the best celebrities we have at our disposal, but it's been for different reasons. We've said that meaning they really bring us back to the early 2000s press cycle. You know, they're willing to be a little bit messy. They're willing to do it for the pop culture relevance of it all. Whereas with Ariana, you're not saying she's one of the best celebrities that we have in terms of what she contributes to like the pop culture gossip cycle. I think we're saying that by what she contributes to more broadly pop culture from an entertainment perspective and her deep commitment to entertaining the masses. But her form of entertainment isn't through her personal life. The last time we saw her lean into that is when she was, you know, engaged to Pete holding hands with knee high boots and a lollipop. She's straight away from that. Her form of entertainment contribution is much more in her art, which is like, amazing. But I'm saying there's definitely been times that we've said that about people where it's not coming from their art, but it's coming from the way that they're willing to lean into it. Okay. Yes. But um, I have to say that to me, Ariana has a lifetime pass because of the Pete of it all. What she gave us in that Pete Davidson era and what it has continued to give Pete, like Ariana is the catalyst for that. So in my mind, everything that you just said about her in terms of like, you know, it's, it's for the bit. It's she's the, like entertainment value. All of that exists. Yes. Under the guise of like, she gave us that Pete era. Like she gave us enough celebrity gossip insight to a relationship, a media frenzy, like to feed us for a lifetime because everything that has happened with Pete has been a result of that. Kim and Pete doesn't happen unless Ariana and Pete happen. So to me, she's got that pass forever. <laughs> Lifetime pass granted. I so agree with you. And what a cool thing to be able to have gone through that specifically as an era, given us so much, given us the Instagram comments, like the Harry Potter, let me slither in the f- most famous paparazzi photo that has turned into one of the most well-known memes of all time, given us that behind the scenes Insta story content, given us the tweets about his penis, like really, really leaning in. And then that being a phase and completely returning to her roots. And I think the thing that brings her the most joy and the most happiness, which is just being a full-blown performer with all of her talents. I also think something with Ariana is that she has a deep appreciation for pop culture and you know, when you're watching Best in Show, the way that she imitates Jennifer Coolidge, how talented she is, that that's the movie that she picked, the commitment to doing it, like 
what that does for me is allow me to understand like Ariana fucking gets it. It's the same way I felt when she did the Thank You Next music video, where it was just every iconic movie pulled together from our teens. It's like you get it and you deliver pop culture in a way where like you're not only doing it because you are (laughs) the celebrity, but you're doing it in a way where like you also understand that like you appreciate it the exact same way that we do. Yeah, which is such a rare thing. And I think that if you somehow are able to strike that balance of doing it and appreciating it, and then on top of it, communicating that you appreciate it, that's like the ideal trio. Because on some level, that creates relatability amidst an entire lack of relatability. By the way, I also think Jennifer Coolidge is one of the best celebrities we have at our disposal. Totally. And for similar reasons, it's not because of the amount of her personal life that she's willing to divulge. It's her commitment to the bit and her understanding of where she fits in the pop culture landscape. I think that's what it is. I think that when you are a celebrity, and this isn't something that every celebrity can pull off, but I think when you have a deep, but, um, lighthearted, like not taking it too seriously, understanding of where you fit in the pop culture landscape, it makes me appreciate you a million times more. Julia Fox, best example of that. You, I have, like I said, done a complete 180 on Julia Fox because I look at her and I know you just get where you fit into this whole thing. The Julia Fox redemption arc will be studied for generations to come. I think it was the most popular Halloween costume this year. Yeah. And I think we're a prime example of that. We were not down for it in the beginning. And the way that she's been able to solidify her spot while also making fun of herself and like communicating, as you said, this awareness is worth noting. Praise should be given when deserved and completely. I think so too. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Wait, so can we talk about Tom and Giselle for a second? Oh my God, I would love to. 
I mean, of course, for the last few months, we've heard these rumors. I remember initially saying, I don't think this ends in divorce. Quickly, that changed once we (laughs) caught Giselle liking all those comments on the Entertainment Tonight comment section, which I will never forget. And now they both posted last week that the divorce has been finalized. And there was a three-page legal document that was obtained by people. And according to that, the petition for the dissolution of marriage was filed and finalized on October 28th in Glades County, Florida. Quote, the paperwork officially declares the marriage as dissolved and irretrievably broken. They've apparently entered into a marital settlement agreement three days earlier, quote, which includes a parenting plan. That's according to the documents. And then because of a state law, the details of their settlement agreement and custody details will not be publicly filed with the court to protect their privacy. Additionally, both parties, quote, are not filing any of their financial disclosures with the court. This is like a very swift process. I had no idea that divorces could be even finalized this quickly. Yeah, I mean, we've been on the Kim and Kanye track. I mean, listen, I am not surprised that this divorce went through. I'm, I am I think that when we were first talking about it, like you said, I expected it would be a long separation and they would probably rekindle. But as the reports started to come out more and more, as the reports of the ultimatum that she gave him started to come out, as reports of them having other issues in their marriage started to come out, like... I think that I was more aligned with the idea that they would eventually divorce. I don't think that I thought it was going to be this quick. I think I thought they were going to have a long separation and a long divorce process. And like in typical celebrity fashion, three or four years down the road, we would, you know, Tom and Giselle divorce finally officially finalized. A basically one day turnaround is uh, uh, like that has to be a celebrity first, right? Yeah, it's certainly atypical from what I feel we've been used to recently. And to me, it makes me feel that this has probably been going on for a little while now in terms of knowing that it wasn't going to end well. I mean, like you said, initially, I thought there was no way. I thought they'd maybe get separated and work back together. As everything started to unfold, you realize, all right, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's no way this is going to end in reconciliation. But I really think this is one of those situations where it's like for the better, because clearly his post-football ambitions did not align with the vision that she had for his post-football career, even I'm saying when he's really done playing. I just think that his decision to retire and then unretire was probably a little bit foreshadowing of what actual retirement would look like. And I don't think it would have been the lifestyle she had probably been wanting for and hoping for and maybe was promised. So it really probably is for the better. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, and also our timeline is only based off of the season starting. Like when we noticed that she wasn't at his first game, that's when like things started to circulate. He announced that he was coming out of retirement back in March. And so what has been only a couple of months of relationship marriage turmoil in our eyes has probably been brewing for a very long time. And so the idea that this, you know, divorce was finalized within a day proceedings were probably started back in March and she was probably getting all of her ducks in a row back then. And he was probably doing the same, knowing that this was inevitable. And so the idea of a quick turnaround is only in our eyes. Whereas for them, I mean, listen, there's the possibility that all of these other times where we heard about, you know, they had separated or she had was threatening divorce, that she had gotten things in a line then. And so when it came time to actually pull the trigger, so to speak, everything was already set and ready to go. Yeah. I'm really interested to see let's say two years down the line, who either of them are dating. <laughs> Cause I, that's one I really can't envision. Do you think that most people are pulling for a Giselle Leo reconciliation? <laughs> I know that I'm most people. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause like, how fun would that be? I have to be honest in saying like, I have and and this could obviously change should he date somebody that's very famous and I then become invested in that. But like, I have zero interest in who Tom Brady is going to date next. Yeah, same, zero. Unless it's Julia Fox. <laughs> that would be wild. I love the people that are DMing us like, what about Tom and Kim? And I'm like, there is absolutely no way. No, there is absolutely zero way. I would actually bet my life that that would never happen. Yeah. Oh my God, Giselle and Leo rekindling. That'd be a fun day to record a podcast. Do you think Leo and Gigi are still together? We haven't heard anything on that front in a while. I don't know. I was uh, 
by her building a few days ago and was wondering if I'd see him walk out and I didn't. Do you think that while we're on the subject of people that we haven't heard about in a while, what about Scott and Kimberly Stewart? We have not heard anything and more than not heard anything. We've not seen anything. Like I'm she actually like soft launched her and then nothing. I'm just actually, now that you said it, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen a Nobu photo of them because we haven't. I will say the fact that we haven't seen any sort of photo of Scott and Kim Stewart together leads me to question whether or not they're still together. However, the fact that we have not seen any photo of Scott with a 20-something-year-old model leaving Nobu leads me to believe that him and Kim Stewart probably are together. Right. It's almost the lack of that photo that is more substantial evidence that maybe they are still seeing each other. I, yeah, I'm on your page with that one. You know, right. just going back to the Halloween conversation for a second, I just want to say another thing I'm really into is celebrities staging these like massive photo shoots with these outfits that they end up not even wearing. Both Kendall and Kylie did that and multiple other people. And I saw like on Twitter, a lot of people making fun of that. To me, it's like, yes, of course, it's a ridiculous concept to have an entire photo shoot with an outfit you're not even wearing out just for the content. But also as the recipient of that content, who quite literally does this for a living, I'm nothing but appreciative. Like, no, you're not going to find me dressing up for six hours in hair and makeup to take one photo and then take it immediately off and not even wearing it out. But if you want to go through that and you want to post about it, I love seeing it. It's really livening up my timeline. Typically at heart, I am a hater. Like <laughs> I hate Halloween. I hate all of it. But there is something about celebrity Halloween that fucking gets me every year. I love the content. I love the commitment. I love the theatrics. I love how much goes into these costumes. I'm never mad at it ever. I think that it is one of the greatest times of the year because for celebrities to do it and to always go all out with it, I can do nothing but appreciate. It's like Heidi Klum level of enthusiasm, but to not partake, just to witness. Which honestly, that's the greatest joy in life. To not partake, but be able to witness. What is fucking better than that? <laughs> You're talking to me, Julie. I, witnessing is my favorite activity. It's the best verb. That's why we love people watching so much. It's the best verb. You're so right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Oh, anything else you want to mention? At all or just in this one section? No, at all in, in life. I'm <laughs> Wait, I do actually have one point that I want to bring up. I, I don't think we're going to get too into it, but Chloe was on Kelly Clarkson and she spoke about this whole idea of learning to unlove Tristan, which I thought was an interesting conversation, but we've definitely heard her say it before. My only takeaway from that is I would really love to see Chloe on Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah, because Drew will go deep. Like, she'll do the thing where she, like, takes her shoes off and, like, gets close like, on her knees and, like, holds Chloe's hand and gets really intimate, right? Yeah, like, I just, I want that for Chloe so badly. I think that would be such a beautiful experience for them both to have. I think a, Chloe could really benefit from a little bit of Drew Barrymore time. I also loved when she was talking about Lamar and she said, my ex-husband, I genuinely still love and I want the best for him and I'm rooting for him. It was like such a one simple acknowledgement, but I was just happy to hear it. Me too. I, and I'm sure Lamar was happy, like <laughs> over the moon thrilled to hear that. Are you kidding? If we're happy to hear it, he's probably in his Facebook comment section. One thing about Lamar Odom, he's going to comment on Facebook. He's, he uses Facebook more than my mom does. <laughs> oh, all right well thanks for listening we love you guys we'll be back later this week for bravo and for kardashians and <laughs> i hope you have the best week thanks for letting us do this <laughs> <laughs>